Hey everyone, and welcome to a special bonus episode of Circles and Squares. This is, of course, the PlayStation 5 console special episode, Kate, because guess what you received in the mail last night? It's your PS5. Oh, hey, yeah, and she's Katie. I'm James. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> it is my PS5. Could you imagine you're, like, sitting outside? And, like, I sat by the window all day. Like, I had the curtain open. I had the window open so I could see, I could hear. And, like, could you imagine, like, a parcel comes, but it's, like, something else? <laughs> I would have been devastated. You know, so, so like I said, you got yours last night. Um, I'm actually still waiting for mine right now. And I'm sitting in a very similar situation in the living room, windows open, waiting with notifications ready. So if at any time during this show I just get up and leave, you don't hear me. Uh, I'm going to open the door for my PS5, hopefully. But um, <laughs> yeah, so for those of you that don't know us, um, just you're finding us through the PlayStation 5 content. We're Circles and Squares. We talk about PlayStation every other week, um, about the games we're playing, the news, everything. So uh, thank you for checking us out. Hopefully you stay around. And um, we're going to talk about the PlayStation 5 console today, just like the UI and the physical console itself. And then we're going to talk about the games on it um, on our regular episode on Monday. Um, sound good? Mm. Sounds great. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I mean, sounds good. Okay. Sounds sounds good on my end. I mean, I hope yours comes soon and, and to everyone else is, who's still waiting out there. But uh, it's been a little bit of a funny launch, yeah, but we'll all get our consoles and things will be great. <laughs> Cross your fingers for me. So uh, let's get into it, Kate. So we actually unboxed it together yesterday, even though I didn't get mine. So what did you think of just like the, the box? We'll start there on the very outside. Yeah, Um. I will... I mean, the bo- it was just a box, right? Like, I don't feel like they put in tons of, of extra yeah, I mean, effort maybe, and detail into the box. Maybe more so, like, the, the unboxing process. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't one of those, like, super fancy. Like, you know, you order some things and it comes and you're like, wow, this is, like, high quality. They put some effort into the box. Like, it's just a box. It had a handle on it, which is kind of cute and fun. Um, <laughs> <Very exciting. laughs> so that is that's probably that, my that biggest takeaway. That, yeah. yeah, my biggest takeaway, it had I mean, a handle. Whatever, right? So so after we take the thing out of the box, what's the like the console itself? What do you think? Like it's huge. I can't believe it. it. Is, I walked in and I saw <laughs> the box and I was like, holy shit. It is big. It. No, it was really funny is is cause leading up to it, I was looking at my entertainment system, like, I don't know where I'm gonna put this thing. Like I don't have tons of extra room. Like my um entertainment sound is like kind of set up into like small little squares. So like the other consoles all have their own little little square that they fit into underneath and it's great but I was like I don't know if the PlayStation 5 is gonna fit in one of these little squares like it's gonna have to go on top I don't know if I have enough like room beside like the TV and like the speakers that it's gonna fit so um before you'd come over while I was waiting waiting for you to unbox it I'd put the console like still in the box on top of the entertainment stand and like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> between the tv and the speaker and the speaker was like half off of the stand it was like precarious was, like oh shit like this thing is it so was. big it was um but obviously opening it thankfully it is a little thinner than the than the box it does fit but like without an a, like a centimeter to spare yeah and um, I, you know it's a good thing too like having the digital edition i feel like it looks that just that little bit skinnier on the base where it doesn't have yeah the, exactly the yeah i guess that's a good thing to point out we both got the digital so um I mean, the only yeah, difference, I, yeah, the only difference is like, yeah, we don't have the slot for discs. So, I mean, yours is going to look slightly different, but other than that. Yeah. But I mean, the console itself, it looks very 
premium even though it's kind of tacky in a weird way too but just like the the way that the the textures on the some of the console is actually like the circles and squares and x's and triangles yeah i i was really impressed with that like we all knew i'd seen it on the controller like the back of the grip if you look really closely it's tiny little like circle squares triangle symbols um but i didn't know it was also on the console itself so that's kind of neat yeah, it, it's just like the theme, I guess. I mean, the PS4 had stuff like that, too. They had the, the cross-shaped screws, I think, on the inside. If you took the, the case off yeah. to cover the hard drive, you could see that, too. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, the console itself, I think, is I'm kind of still flip-flopping if it looks a little tacky or a little cheesy or if it actually looks like, wow, this is really modern and high-tech. Um, I yeah, think overall... It's- it is what well, I think once the novelty wears off and it's not quite as as much of like a here's the new thing once you're more used to seeing it there it's just gonna look like any other piece of you know hardware really yeah I don't think it's that weird like it's just a little bit like silly looking but I, I think it's fine like I I don't dislike it by any means um I will say like it, it is big but because of all like the memes and the jokes online about it being like massive it's actually like smaller than i expected it to be but yeah. like had it not have had that lead up of of like all the memes of like it's a fucking like refrigerator <laughs> like i would <laughs> i would have probably like yeah exactly like it's kaiba like i probably would have opened it and thought like this is massive but because of all like the internet like like memes and jokes about yeah. it i actually opened it, i was like oh it's kind of smaller than i expected yeah I think it was also smaller than I expected just based on how big the box itself was too because that box is gargantuan. Yes. It's like when you the, take it out, it's, you notice it's like obviously the the extra packaging they put in there to keep the console safe and not bumped around and everything. So I guess that helps. Um, and mm-hmm. I, you know, the other thing I like about the look of it too is the the light on the kind of on the inside of the black part. So it, it kind mm-hmm. of projects onto the, how do you explain this? The, the part that sticks up at the top and the lights kind of project onto that instead of just outwards at you. Yeah. I think that's a really modern looking touch. Yeah, the lights kind of like reflect onto the binder. <laughs> That's what I'm going to refer to yeah. the outside <laughs> If this was the, the PS2 in the binder, That's right. the yeah, the reflecting PS2 onto the binder. Inside the binder. And I like it. Like, yeah, if you're like face on with it, you actually don't really see the lights very much. But the second you take like kind of like a side profile, it actually looks really cool. Yeah. So let's move on to the, the controller itself, because I think this is, for me at least, the most interesting part of this so far like not that the console is not exciting but it's just the box you sit there like the controller is uh i think a lot different than the dualshock even though it's very same in a lot of ways also um in terms of like the layout like nothing's changed that way but it does feel a lot different right yeah i will say um i'm actually really impressed with the controller like i know leading up to it like and you know we all got on board with like the joy con hype and like hd rumble and then you know this came out and we're like "Ooh, this looks fancy and like kind of sounded a bit gimmicky yeah. but i, I wasn't like i'm actually you know? yeah exactly but like i'm actually really impressed with the controller and i will say like with the specifically the rumble and the um feedback on the, the feedback, on the triggers yeah. and the yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say the like tension. this is the f- the first time I've ever felt that like and I've always like had rumble on controllers and I always have those settings turned on and stuff. But this is the first time I ever f- felt like I'm kind of getting like a tactile sense as I'm playing. And like it's not just gimmicky, like it's actually like part of the experience as I've been playing, which is really neat. Yeah, I think I think it really adds kind of that 4D experience. Like you ever go to remember going to Disney World and you go to the theater and it's like they they had the mice run at your feet and there were little puffs of air like as you were watching a movie about mm-hmm. mice running around and I just kind of had that similar kind of idea with this in a way where it's like it's not that 
to me, the triggers are very impressive. Like the tension as, as you're mm-hmm. kind of, you know, fighting against a spring or whatever like that. That's a really cool feeling. But the rumble itself, I think it is really impressive, but I wouldn't say it's like mind blowingly good. But I think what it is is in combination with what is what sounds like a more advanced speaker in the controller to make those like closer sounds seem closer to you. Plus the rumble, plus like watching what's going on on the screen. I think it all adds together and it's like this secret sauce of actually making you you, it makes your mind believe that you're actually holding or like experiencing that feeling. And I think it was pretty yeah. effective, at least from what we saw in, in like Astrobot. Yeah, exactly. And I even um, I was surprised, too, because Astrobot is obviously like it, it's a cute game and we'll probably get into it more on our on our regular episode on Monday. Um, but it, it is very much like a tech demo uh, in a sense. So like it's utilizing all the features of the controller to its fullest. Like it's really giving you everything for those like the tension on the on the triggers and it's you know got all bunch of different areas like walk through snow walk through like sand and like see how that feels different like it's very much designed to show off what the controller's capable of um but after you'd left i played some demon souls and i was surprised by how much the controller was influencing that game as well because obviously like that's a first party game it's exclusive to the playstation so you got to assume like there may be they maybe worked with a controller a little bit more than like the average AAA game that's going to come out but i wasn't expecting it to be so like integrated into the game but it was so what exactly did it did it do in demon souls now just like um yeah so it was mostly the speaker and the um the vibration that that was a key component but it just really like hammered home a lot of the subtleties like as i'm walking around i noticed like the sound is is really neat and immersive. Like I walked over, I walked into a barrel and it broke, but the sound of the barrel breaking came through the controller, not through the speakers. So it was like kind of the sound was like around me breaking it, not like in the world. And then um, <laughs> I've got, a, I've, I mean, you can't talk about Demon Souls for me anyway without talking about parrying because, you know, that's all I do. Um, oh, I but you get the, cool. You get the parry and... Um, the lethal weapon I had, I think certain weapons have different parry animations, but I have like a dagger. And so you kind of like, you stab them a few times and with each stab, there would be like the noise coming through the controller and like a vibration for each individual, um, stab of the dagger. And it was like, actually like got a sense of like it being really gruesome. (laughs) Like, yeah, and like, there's just so much, like just even tons of like really like there's the big moments with like cutscenes and stuff and like you know like a big thing happens and something breaks down a wall and it's like wow intense but even just like yeah the subtle things of like walking around the world and kind of like how your footsteps are falling on different materials and floors and stuff and it was it was really interesting yeah i think i think it's really um you know it like you said it just adds another layer to that immersion right when especially with like the speaker and then and then the the rumble as well and i'm i'm just really hoping that this is something that is more you know around to stay for the longer term because it's it's like rumble isn't something brand new you know it's not like motion controls or it's not like motion controls where with the six axis like everyone pretty quickly realized like wow this isn't actually very fun <laughs> or this isn't actually very accurate right like there's very specific use cases where you would actually say you had like a good time being like wow that that six axis game like look at my experience with ratchet and clank right like those earlier ones yeah just just crap but whereas this is like well we already know what rumble is like the, the playstation 4 controller had a speaker so we're used to that these are just normal things that we we've had all along and i think that's why people 
might actually notice these improvements rather than being like, well, the six axis just sucks. You know, like this is yeah. actually like, wow, imagine feeling, you know, the average gamer that picks up like Call of Duty and Madden or whatever. They're going to, you know, boot up Call of Duty and the guns are going to feel different because the triggers have tension depending like if you have a sniper or a shotgun or, or whatever it is. And I think they're going to notice that and think it's pretty cool. And I'm just hoping that that feedback leads to like more uses of this instead of it kind of just falling off. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the big thing to kind of take away too is it's really going to be game dependent. I think too, like some of these things, like it doesn't make sense. Like I haven't felt like the haptive or the, uh, like the triggers tension at all playing dark or playing demon souls, but it doesn't make sense. Like I haven't done anything where like, I feel like that would be a benefit to have that integrated. So it's just not there. And like certain games maybe aren't going to utilize all these features. And I, I think it would be like, you know, one of those like Nintendo mistakes to like force you to use it. Like every game has to have motion controls, even though like it, they shouldn't. Um, so yeah. I, I think like that's going to kind of be on developers to to use this resource effectively and like responsibly. Um, but I, I think like it's definitely a very powerful tool um, that that can be used well but it, it'll also be interesting to see like certain games like like you mentioned like the new call of duty and like the guns and stuff but like if that game's coming out on multiple platforms it'll be interesting to see like how much use from the specific controller gets put into those games because like they're going to be developing for a lot of different platforms at the same time and like not everyone's going to be specifically having this experience with the game that's true but i mean you never know like if it if it does take off and, and become something that more of like the mainstream or, or like a lot of people are aware of i could see it being a thing where there's what if there's a marketing deal where it's where it's like hey you want to play call of duty for example on the ps4 because if you order it here and you buy this console you get the enhanced like controller experience you know and i yeah, think if I'd you kind of you can kind of twist it around to almost be a good thing not like wow we shouldn't do this because um, you know, we shouldn't do this because it's not worth our development time. Like, of course, it has to be worth the development time and all that. But hypothetically, if it's not that much more difficult to add it in, I feel like it could be kind of a selling point depending on like how people perceive it. Yeah, I agree. And I, I hope that that's, that's the case. And I think that probably will be the case for at least like a decent portion of games. Um, but it'll it'll be interesting to see moving. Yeah, I'm interested to see what indies do with it. I think the indie to, indie scene might be the best in terms of yeah. like using it effectively. You know, aside from like the PlayStation first party. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it just gives a lot of like creativity. I could see like kind of some games coming out that like might be kind of like niche or sort of novelty games, but like really like are kind of centered around a kind of like specifically like tactile experience might be really neat. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was really good, and I gotta say specifically too, just a shout out because it was so cool. In Astrobot specifically, there's like at the very beginning you kind of go up against like a bit of a sandstorm and it's like blowing at you and there's like the sand and like the vibration is so like specific and tailored that like it actually gives you a sense of like it feeling grainy if yeah that i makes wonder sense. how they made it sound like that because that's that's pretty interesting to, to like because rumbles like you don't think of it in terms of like small fine greens mm-hmm but it was like it was yeah detailed to the point where like the cold blast of air felt different than the sandstorm blast of air because the sandstorm blast was like it had like that grainy texture to it. It was really like I'm impressed. Like and I think part of it too is like I might be caught up in the hype a little bit. So like 
Yeah. You know, like yeah. there's there's that to take into consideration too. It's new, it's exciting, and uh, you know, I I'm, I'm definitely all caught up in 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 the hype of the new console, but at the same time like I think it is really interesting and I I'm really excited to see how games utilize these features going forward. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you for sure. And and like you said the it's uh, you know, it just leaves a lot to to the imagination of like how they're going to use it in the next few years. Like you never know mm-hmm. what kind of cool idea they might have in terms of, of how to use it. So um, let's move on a bit though, Kate, I think, unless you had something yeah. else to say. I was going to say, I was just ask you uh, quickly what, yeah. okay. I was going to say quickly oh, before no. we move on, just what did you think of the, the actual controller itself? Like the feel of it, the like layout and like actually just yeah. having your hands on it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same layout if you break it down to its skeleton as the PS4, like none of the buttons have changed position. There's the one extra button for the microphone, which is really, um, you know, insuspicious or whatever you say, like inauspicious, maybe Um, (laughs) very small, but I I really like the PS button. It's got, uh, I wish kind of it was colored in in the retro color scheme. Maybe that's just me. I think it would look cool, but I like the way it's not a circle. It's kind of cut out like you you pointed out before. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the face buttons look nice. I would have gone for some color, like maybe even just a faint pastel color of each of the, the symbols like being colored in instead of just black and white, but that's more of a personal preference thing. They feel good. They, they feel clicky enough for me. Um, the d-pad feels pretty good also although i would have to say like i want to wait and for a game that uses it like i want to play a hollow knight or or a celeste or something kind of on Mm it on a d-pad like that to see how responsive it is um if i had to criticize something about it i would say two things the top of it to me feels a little bit more boxy than the ps4 like in a way where the the i think the dualshock 4 actually fits in my hand a little bit better but this controller is a little bit larger i think Mm -hmm. but again I, i mean i've played what like thousands of hours on my ps4 over the last better part of a decade so i'm sure once we have the dual sense in, the, in our hands for a little bit longer i'm just hoping that you know we become accustomed to it and that becomes like that muscle memory and then it's just as comfortable mm-hmm. yeah i've actually been as we've been as you've been talking i've actually got both controllers sitting beside me and i've been like picking one up and putting it down and picking up the other one and like just going back and forth yeah and, the, uh, one, the yeah. last thing i would say too is like i think the dual sense and the PS5 actually compared to the PS4, it just has this air of being a, a premium product a little bit more. Like the, yeah. the DualShock 4, it's I, I love that controller. I, it's still maybe one of my favorites, like it, it, it for sure is. But it, it does have like, after you've experienced the DualSense, it does have a bit of like a plasticky kind of quality to it. That the DualSense, yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I think that taking into consideration too, like my, my uh, PS4 controllers are like, they've been used a lot um they're like kind of old they've been you know gotten a lot of use out of them over the years um but definitely yeah this feels like a bit like of a higher quality kind of like material that was used um but i think they're both comfortable like i think i'm gonna keep my my playstation 4 controller at my computer because i use it for you know any game i play on my computer pretty much i use that so i'm gonna keep that there and i'll still use it then obviously like this is gonna be my my the dual sense is gonna be my new controller for the console and i'm i'm happy with it like it is a little bit larger than I would, would prefer, but I, I think I have small hands. So for the average person, yeah. it's probably going to be great. <laughs> I was going to ask you about um, the other. I said I had two criticisms of it. My other one was actually mm-hmm. going to be that I, I wish they had maybe done something to make the the, the sticks feel a little better. Um, I mean, they do have that kind of textury grip around the, the outsides of it. But to me, they're just like very, very, very similar to the PS4 sticks, which and that's the part of the, the DualShock 4 I thought could have been maybe improved, like especially when you compare it to Xbox. And I mean, even Nintendo's Pro Controller has like somewhat comparable control sticks. I would have liked something a little bit 
like more premium there instead of just basically a very similar um, feeling stick. But maybe that's just me. Yeah, I think that's fair. They they feel a bit more like the one upside is they feel a bit more grippy. Although that could be maybe like the other, like I said, the other ones are old and like I think also there's a little bit more um, tension to to move it around. But then at the same time, like that might loosen up over time as well. So I think they're serviceable, like they're comfortable because it's what you're used to. But yeah, I agree that it's, it doesn't really seem like they've changed much. But at the same time, I'm not really 100% sure what I would want different. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just I I mean, I don't I'm just spitballing ideas here. I just would have liked to yeah. maybe see a, a bit more of an upgrade because I feel like every other part of the controller compared to the PS4, it feels a lot more premium, whereas the sticks feel mm-hmm. the same. So I just was hoping for maybe like more. I don't know if I wanted like a stiffer kind of spring in there or, or like a different feeling grip or what, but just something else maybe. But that's a, it's a small gripe. Like it's a great feeling mm-hmm. controller nonetheless. But um, yeah, maybe now's a good time to talk about the UI. Um, got that mm-hmm. controller stuff off the chest. Um, so we, I mean, we had that presentation revealing the UI the other day, but in terms of like how it feels and how snappy it is to use, like what, what do you, what do you think of it so far? Uh, so far I really like it. I would say like my opinion of it has not really changed since, um, we, we got a view of it before the console came out, which is a good thing. Uh, my like big keyword I would use for describing it is still the word clean, like I think it it looks it's nice it's it's familiar coming from PS4 it's simple and it's kind of like minimalistic which I appreciate it doesn't feel as cluttered although we'll see how that if that changes when you know we've got more games downloaded and and things actually yeah. like taking up space um the biggest improvement I really like and it's it's not a it's a subtle thing but they've got that different bar for media and for games so if you go to the very top of, of your console and it, you either choose games or you choose media and like then your your screen is just shows those things which I really like because I found that on the PS4 like everything kind of just got like all thrown together in one space and it was cluttered and unorganized and it was just kind of annoying to navigate or you had to spend lots of time like manually going in and like making folders to organize it yourself which was a bit tedious yeah but even even with the folders on the ps4 like it would just show your most recently used thing at the front of the cross media bar so if you'd been watching a bunch of different tv services or something they would show up before your games whereas on this like you said you would just you can just switch back switch back and forth between hey games and then on the on the right side media so and then within that it'll just list all your games and not show any of the apps so i think it is like you said a lot more clean yeah and i i um i like to i my concern when we talked about it before if you guys remember the previous uh, previous episode um we were worried that when you go to a game there there might be like a little bit laden with ads or like you know, like just a bit too many pop-up things like, hey, buy this similar game or like buy this DLC or like check out these streamers. Like we, that was kind of our concern was like how much, you know, information are we going to be bombarded with? But I'm pleasantly surprised that that's actually like that concern was not founded. So when you are on your screen and you're like scrolling through your games, for example, um, it just shows you a really nice, like clean picture of of the game and then there's the option to play it or like view more view more options and then you actually have to like intentionally yourself scroll down to get to Mm -hmm. where it will suggest like you know twitch streams of the game or, or like various things for the store so i really like that it's not in your face like you just have this nice clean like picture like and uh, um, the button to play the game and then if you want to see extra things it's kind of on you to 
to like click that you're going to look for that, which I really appreciate because, you know, you're not like laden down with ads and, you know, like spend your money here kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm hoping as as we go forward, it doesn't become more and more cluttered. Like, obviously, it will because we're downloading apps and whatnot. But I mean, there's always the potential that that Sony might change the layout or start putting like those PS Now ads and stuff in there, or you know, installing those kind of like it's a sale apps uh, which have been appearing on the PS4 for the, the last year. And and I'm I'm wondering how long it is till we see that because obviously they want they're not going to have it this simple forever. I wouldn't expect, but I yeah, I mean, as of right now, like it's very clean. I like how the logos for the games and the, like the icons are much smaller. So it leaves a larger portion of the screen to show the art for whatever game you're hovering over. And I think mm-hmm. it, the art, I mean, it's just so beautiful. It looks so impressive. I'm, I'm so glad it spends more time on the screen and it doesn't auto play the, the video of the game anymore either, which is really great. I don't think it does anyway. Does it? Uh, no, it doesn't. And yeah. yeah. Like you said, it's gorgeous too. Like I, I've never wanted to buy a 4K TV. Like I, I have a nice TV. It's, it's quite big. I'm, I'm very comfortable with it, but like, man, I'm like, damn, I should get a 4K TV because like everything has looked absolutely gorgeous on it so far. And I'm like, but like, shit, what would it look like if it was actually true 4K? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the the other the other one thing of the UI that I, I will say I, I'm really impressed with before we get into like, you know, speed and how it actually works. But um, on the media tab specifically, like when I went on my PS4 in the media, like it shows a bunch of apps I don't have downloaded. And I don't know if there's a way to get rid of it or, or what, but like, I'm looking at all these like, you know, like Disney Plus, like Crunchyroll, like all these extra media apps. Like I don't have those, but they all would just show up. Whereas like on my media now, it's just like the couple specific ones I actually will use and have intentionally downloaded. And I appreciate that because I'm not going to accidentally click on like Disney Plus when I just yeah, want to go then, to YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. So was that, the other thing I wanted to mention actually too, and I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it's the little menu bar that comes up at the bottom if you hold the PlayStation button down and it's got like the switcher in there and the your games hub and your friends and your parties and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it is actually really nice. Like instead of pressing the PlayStation button uh, and it bringing up like kind of that like big menu that takes up a large portion of the screen, it's just this nice little bar on the bottom that it's not really like intrusive. Yeah, I like how it overlays with everything though. Like, like we said in the in our reactions of when they showed the UI video, it, it very much like tries its very best as a console to keep you in the game you're playing and pop up menus and stuff around that. Whether it's the little menu coming up from the bottom or like the cards poking in and out, maybe we can talk about those in a sec. But I feel like it, unless you like purposely and intentionally back yourself out to the home screen, it keeps the game on your screen as much as possible, which I really like. Yeah, I agree. It's not in your face and, and it is subtle. I, I think, yeah, the, the pinning is cool too. We did, um, we played a, a bit of Astrobot and uh, we, we opened up kind of like that media tab and it gave us like trophies that we could work towards based on what area we were in and like a video of, of how to like find a certain thing. So we clicked on that just to see and like we could pin it to the side of the screen and keep playing while the video played. So that's really cool. Um, I don't know how much use I will really like get out of that because yeah i think it's, I, I just don't really see myself like looking a lot of stuff up as i'm yeah. playing but i think it's really cool and it's integrated really well so like if you do use it it's pretty like convenient yeah it's the kind of thing that you just wonder how how many devs are really going to support that because they would have to make the time to to put the videos in unless it's like user generated content but then you're going to start having all other kinds of problems where it's like well is this actually what i'm looking for or is someone just messing around you know and what kind of process that is. 
Yeah, it seems like right now it's like stuff that the devs have, have put in, like they're like pre pre made to to go in there. But I I think it'd be cool if there was like a way to have a community content. And I think like maybe you could like upvote or downvote or like rate whatever the quality of it is. So that way like it kind of keeps content on track and relevant instead of just like you know everyone and their and their moms made like a, a little a little yeah, video. Yeah, that's fair. That's <laughs> so, fair. So far, it's neat. Like, I, I don't know if it beats just, like, Googling something on my phone quickly if I have a question. Yeah. But, like, it's kind of cool, I guess, in the sense where, like, you could pop it up if you're not necessarily looking for something specific. But if you pop it up and there's, like, oh, you can get this trophy by doing by doing X. And it's like, oh, I didn't know about that trophy, so I wouldn't have gone out of my way to Google it. But, like, now I know I'll do this trophy quickly while I'm here. So I, I think that's, like, the one way I might use mm-hmm. it and might be kind of useful. I think it just comes down to... Yeah, what's your specific use case for what specific game you're playing? Are you trying to get all the trophies in this game and find mm-hmm. hidden collectibles? Or are you just playing like online or, or do you know what you're doing? You don't want a guide, like what, whatever it is. And I, I just hope that whatever functionality that we end up wanting these these tools for, I just hope like Sony lets us have as much customization as we need to get the the functions we need out of it easily. And I, th- I think they will, right? They they usually listen to, to community feedback for a lot of things. Sometimes they don't, but but for stuff like that, I think they could. So far, it seems good. I, one of the things I noticed, because I was kind of playing around with a little bit after after you'd left as well, is I noticed like in the settings, there's actually for that media tab, there's spoiler settings. Oh, awesome. So you can change things and like what shows based on like, I don't want to see anything that could potentially be a spoiler. So it would be interesting to see like what it will quantify uh, as, as spoilers and like what it will show versus not show, depending on how you change those settings right. and like how how useful they'll be but i think that's really cool thing to add like i I don't want to see anything that could like be a spoiler because like it would suck to yeah open that tab and then accidentally see something that that is negative for your experience yeah well that must be vetted by the i thought that was like a really cool feature yeah i would imagine the developers are in there like deciding what is and isn't spoiler tagged for whoever's making those instructional videos but you're right stuff could slip through the cracks or people have different and you know interpretations so that'll be cool to see actually if that works um, mm-hmm. One other thing about the UI and I guess the consoles menu and all that stuff I wanted to shout out quickly is I, I really liked what we saw from um, that they included quite a few accessibility options like for the console itself in terms of like the colorblind mode and yeah. the, the text to speech seems like you can get it working really easily and for everything. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm not someone that uses those features, but I just hope that they, they're very useful for those that want and, and need and use those. So I think that's really great to see. Um, and also, I think you can set up your the settings to be universal among all your games. Like, I, isn't there something where you can, you, if you want to play every game on hard, for example, you can set your console difficulty default to hard, so it just makes that the option when you start a game? Um, yeah, I, I haven't seen that specifically on my console. Uh, I went looking for that, but I, I think I've seen that online, so we can double check on that. But it is it is really cool, and yeah, the accessibility options are awesome. Even, and it gets, like, really granular, too. Like, you can even change, like, everything is customizable you could turn like the vibration totally off if you don't want to bother with it or like the haptic feedback you can turn it down to be like not very strong if like you know that might be a little bit like intense for some people and like i think like the the more customizable options the better because you can tailor it specifically to what's comfortable for you yeah absolutely um is there anything else you wanted to mention about the console I will say I, I'm impressed with the the load times are really fast. Yeah, that's something we didn't talk about yet. Yeah, booting up into both games I've played has been extremely quick. And also like going to the menu and like 
doing anything else like going to the menu when you're in the middle of the game and like looking up a video and then coming back in it's like instant that you're back in the game so i think you know that ssd they've they've been touting for the past like yeah <laughs> six months or however long like yeah it seems to be working fine so far I'm, I'm interested to see what it's like to play a ps4 game on there because uh I mean, we know how we're mm-hmm. used to how fast those load. And, and I just would love to go back and see, like, what's a game I know really well that has some load time issues and and like try it out. You know? Bloodborne. Bloodborne <laughs> Don't worry, I'll, I'll be <laughs> testing out Bloodborne. It was known for its its rough load time. So we'll see how much improved that is. But uh, there you go. But yeah, so far, I, I'm, you know, I'm really impressed. Like it's been, you know, one day of having it and, and I'm sure I'll, I'll get some more nuanced opinions as it goes. But so far, I it's been fantastic and i am so excited to get back to play some yeah, more games, yeah. So. i'm excited to get mine uh, delivered hopefully pretty soon and and start setting it up get into all that stuff as well but um you know one thing i i do want to talk about and i guess this is probably the best place to do it just before we end the show here is i actually have the ps5 3d pulse headset which um came in the mail mm-hmm. and that's my one ps5 possession right now so maybe i can talk about it a bit here um i do want to start off by saying that i think mine actually has um a glitch or like some kind of defect um because it's when i'm using it with my ps4 which i've been doing quite a bit playing um apex and all that it i found that it the audio like just disconnects from the console very briefly like it cuts in and out like if you're having bluetooth problems so I've, mm-hmm. I've been experiencing that and it's been kind of annoying um, to say the least. So I'm hoping to get a repl- replacement one in here. But in terms of the headset itself, um, I'm, I mean, I'm not like an audiophile in terms of you can probably tell by listening to this podcast. If you are, uh, there's a lot of um, you know audio <laughs> issues sometimes and whatever. But I mean, to my ear, uh, maybe that's a bit harsh. I think we sound pretty good. Um, but the, the headset sounds good. Like the 3D audio, I'm excited to see how they're using that for the PS5. It's comfortable. It's got um, pretty easy to use buttons all on the left-hand side. I've had no issues with the battery life, although maybe I will once I get the PS5 because I'm going to be playing forever. But I, w- <laughs> I mean, I would recommend it. If you don't have a headset you like for your PlayStation and you think um, it is something you would want, I, I definitely think that what I've seen online and kind of my perception is it, see- it feels like it should be worth probably more money than it is. Right, assuming that it doesn't cut out and it works properly. Yeah, assuming that, assuming that, but but I mean, I'm assuming mine is just having a little bit of a temper tantrum, and if and most people aren't having that because I've been googling around and I haven't seen anyone else with that kind of issue, at least not posting about it or looking for fixes. So that must be good news. Um, I'm excited to try it with my with the console mm-hmm. though, and and just kind of see the upgrade. I do wish it connected via like Bluetooth though, instead of having the little receiver because that takes up one of the USB ports. Um, on the console but i guess right. the, the ps5 has a USB-C. is it usb on the console or is it USB-C to USB-C? um so it has on the front it has a usb and a USB-C. Right. so the control like the cord that comes to charge the controller is um us it plugs in usb onto the console yeah, and then yeah. USB-C onto the controller yeah, so, that's, so that'd be fine you could not plug in yeah, there are more USB ports on the back, though, so you could still plug in your headset. You'd probably get in on the back and then have, like, the front if you needed to plug your controller in. Yeah. So you wouldn't be, like, caught that way, but, but yeah, I think it would definitely at least take up one slot. Yeah, that's fair. Well, either way, let's hope I get uh, this sorted out here. But, yeah, I like the headset. I would. I think you should get one. I don't know. It depends if you want. Yeah, I can sit. I'm considering it. I don't tend to play tons of, like, online stuff. Well, that's the thing. On consoles, I don't, I don't so. play a whole ton online. Maybe right now is a bad example, but... 
But I mean, not even just for online stuff. I, I think it, I've been someone that only got into using a headset like my my old one a couple of years ago, or maybe even last year is when I really started using it a lot. But ever since I've been using it more, just the mm-hmm. way that you can hear your your 3D audio and whatnot around you and, and just hear like the more of the sound placement of things it, it's totally changed games for, for me anyway and and like even for single player stuff I use it a lot of the time now yeah that's fair I, I might be converted if I if I were to get one but right now I have like nice speakers that are hooked up to my tv that like god damn I'm gonna get my worth out of them <laughs> and like they're nice but like yeah maybe a headset would be good but uh yeah Kate any any final thoughts before we head out of here today um I think I've I've pretty much you know gotten my worth out of it i there's definitely like still stuff i want to uh you know play around with a little bit more and i've got to do like the media like the data transfer from ps4 um i did attempt to i did look into it yesterday but it was like gonna take seven hours or something stupid and i was like nah i'm gonna play my games and like not bother with that so there's definitely still like a few little things that i want to kind of like yeah. Play around with but so far overall impressions are, are very positive yeah that's that's exactly how i feel too and i'll probably do my data transfer overnight or something i don't know i'll figure it out after i play spider-man mm-hmm. later today but um yeah i think that's gonna <laughs> close us out for our special playstation 5 episode so thank you again for joining us uh we hope you will continue to follow us uh, you the best place to do so would be uh, our twitter account um at c-a-n-d-s pod on twitter we tweet about all the shows we've done and we have a link tree over there as well. So you can find us on all the platforms wherever you want to consume uh, your podcasts. We have podcast services, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you want to follow us. We're there on link tree. So find it over there. Uh, again, that's at C&A-S pod. Uh, thank you again for joining us and listening in. And we'll see you again on Monday, November 16th to talk about the games we've been playing on the PS5. The intro and outro music for Circles and Squares was produced by friend of the show, Matthew Chan. Interlude music is from Scott Grattan of the Free Music Archive. Our channel art was created by at Unreasonable on Twitter, and our brother Alex is the designer of the Circles and Squares logo. Thank you all for listening and supporting the show.